Here at the Fantasy Doctors, we use our expertise in the world of sports as well as medicine to bring you the most up-to-date injury news. Our first injury of the day actually broke his back last week. I want Lionel Messi healthy. I want Suarez healthy. Fam, fam. Mo Salah is beasting. I want Ronaldo healthy. I want the whole squad healthy. Seven La Liga title in a span of 10 years. That basically, to me, that means he was concussed. He was knocked out. There was absolutely no competition. We're your hosts, physical therapy students, Andy and Berg. And welcome to the Fantasy Doctors Soccer Podcast. Hello, soccer fans. Welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Doctors Soccer Podcast. It's me, your host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. How are you doing today? Yo, a lot of thing happened in the in the Premier League, man. A lot of thing happened in the Premier League. It's been a fun week. Jose Mourinho is out. Honestly, I don't know about you, but I could have had him stay maybe two or three more months just because he was that entertaining as a fan. Oh my god, man! Like. I, I can bet you, like, the TV ratings probably going to go down. Actually, actually, you know what? I was talking to somebody, right? And they told me as soon as they sacked Mourinho, Manchester United stock went up. <laughs> like, their stock went up after that. And I'm like, whoa. And people are like, people are, it, the fans are super happy. They said, you know, they're finally going to play Pogba now. Man, <sighs> You know what, though, I, I like I was saying, telling you, I think Mourinho has lost his touch. He had, he's, he's lost his touch, man. Because I think I don't think his philosophy works for for big club. I, I think it doesn't you're right. work for big club. I think you know if you you know if you have world class players, you go in Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United, where you have world class players. You know it's not going to work because all those teams always want to attack. You know the team that's going to you know, plays very strategically, you know, play defense, play that. They're, they're, they are the small team, the small team that, you know, they have good players, but, you know, they're not really that, you know, you know, he'll be good to coach like Inter, Valencia, you know, Leicester City. I can bet you, like, if he goes to Leicester City, like, he's going to make wonder with this team. Those kind of team where he can use his wits and tactic to win against the opponent. But if you go with big clubs, where they so used to attack and go forward, it, it, traditionally, you know, the Mourinho system is not going to work, man. No, and it's, it's been evident through every club that he's managed. He favors a defensive mindset. And, oh, my God, I, you, you know it's bad, right? Because, you know, when you're watching TV and the analysts, they try to be very, very neutral and, <laughs> I was watching uh, Manchester United game the other day. I forget who they were playing. Um, but Mourinho lined up with uh, four defenders. Um, oh, Lord. I think it was five defensive midfielders and, like, Lukaku up front. And he was playing, like, Fred and and I think it was – I forget who it was. It was some defensive midfielder on the wing. And they asked the analyst, like, yo, what do you think about this? He says, honestly, I have no idea what he's doing. <laughs> And it, it, it wasn't in it wasn't in slight to Jose Mourinho at all. It was a, a genuine not understanding of where he's coming from and what he wants to do. But it's, it's the other thing too is just the, you know this, this constant bickering with Paul Pogba. You know it's finally ending, man. You know the, the last week was it last week when they when they had the Champions League game and Paul Pogba was playing. He told Paul. Paul Pogba, 
give me a good performance today. If you guys want to play in the Liverpool game, you got to prove yourself here. Of course, Pogba didn't play like anything. Pogba was barely there in the game. So he benched him. <laughs> it's just, yeah. like, just like that. <laughs> just like that. So I, you know, I told you guys, show me. People want to play in the Liverpool game. Show me something good. I don't know if you show up. So I'm not going to play you. He went with Fellini. I don't know why he <laughs> liked I, I know why he liked Fellini so, so, so much. Because Fellini is not that technically gifted. No. So he's gonna do. He's gonna. He's gonna abide to the coach strategy. That's and right. That's why he likes, he likes people who, who listen to him. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And when players don't listen to him, and there's the slightest bit of friction, and you give him one shred of evidence that you're not doing what he says, he will put you on the bench, regardless of what your stature is, regardless if you're the most um, expensive player in your club's transfer history. He doesn't care, and. I don't think Manchester United or the Premier League, given the amount of financial implications this league has right now, is the place for him. Mm-hmm. So let, let's transition over to the other side of Manchester, um, challenging for that number one spot in the Premier League, second only to Liverpool at the moment. Um, Manchester City, Kevin De Bruyne, finally coming back from injury. Um, you you said it was a knee ligament injury. Is that correct? It was a it was a knee ligament injury that he picked up, like you know, after after spending a full year of playing. <laughs> you know, you know, when you think about it, you had you had club, you have Champions League, and then you had the World Cup right afterwards. That's like a full year of playing. So, you know, you, players are gonna pick up some injury. Unfortunately for him, he picked up a. Uh, a, I would say a serious one because he was sidelined for a while. We we didn't see him. The whole he didn't play the fall, and he's coming back at the end of he's coming back like close to winter. So, you know, I'm glad that he came back and he scored a goal. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty positive on this. Don't quote me on this, guys, but um, he damaged a knee ligament early on in the season. I think it was like beginning early August, September, and he was scheduled to come back in November. Um, I guess something happened. There must have been a reoccurrence of that injury. Um, but now he's back, he's fit, he's back to scoring goals. And I can't believe in my mind that Manchester City, they're playing so well right now and they didn't even have their best player. Yeah. That's, that's what's scary about them. They didn't have Kevin and they were still destroying Sterling out here playing like Neymar. I don't understand. That's why you want from your coach, man. You want your coach to transform you and, you know, not I know this is we we segregating to to Kevin De Bruyne, but man, when you think about how Sterling developed, man, it's 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 unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, definitely. And why don't we transition over to um, Arsenal, right? And that's yeah. that's a team I hold near and dear to my heart. Um, and I was so happy, so so happy to see last week that Laura Koscielny, after seven months on the sideline, after missing the World Cup, he is finally back from his Achilles rupture. Um, I thought seven months, wow, that's, that's pretty quick, right? That's, that is quick. And I was actually, there, there's a documentary out on this, guys. It's, if you just go on YouTube, search Laura Koscielny's Achilles rehab, there's a nice 30-minute documentary on exactly what he did. And I thought it was really, really cool to see, but... Man, as much as I love him, as much as I love Arsenal Football Club, he does not look sharp. And 
I saw well, this spent spent seven months without playing, man. That's 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 what it is. Yeah, and it's I think personally he needed more time with the under twenty three squad because he, in my opinion, he was at fault for two of the last three goals that were conceded for Arsenal versus Southampton. There was a runner going behind him that he did not track, and he could have easily um, towered over him to knock the ball out of play with the header. And this week, just today versus Tottenham, he he just neglected – guys, if you see this, he just neglected to see Deli Alley on his back shoulder. He kept him on sides, and he was just slow to react to the game, which just goes to show, right, when you're coming back from an injury – not only do you have to be physically 100%, not only do you have to be mentally 100%, but you have to have your match sharpness as well. Yeah. If you're not playing, and just playing with the 23 squad does not mean you shop for the Premier League. It's, it's, it's completely different, man. Seven months, man. It's a long time. That's long pretty time. quick. That's pretty quick. But if you guys have any interest in sports injuries or anything whatsoever, definitely go on YouTube. Search Lauren Koscielny's Achilles Rehab, and you'll see a nice 20 to 30-minute documentary. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And if you another teammate from Arsenal, Hector Bellerin picked up a calf, gener, a calf January. <laughs> he picked up a calf injury on the 16th of December. A small calf injury. So, you know, the, currently there's no return date on him, but I think give him a week and he should be able to be back. Yo, quick, quick thing, a little off topic. You ever play uh, like FIFA Pro Clubs at all? No, I haven't played FIFA in two years. Oh, really? Actually, never mind, never mind. No, no, no. I haven't on, I haven't purchased a FIFA game in two years. But um, two weeks ago, I played, I played FIFA 19. All right. So I was. Oh, no, playing... to answer your question, I've never played a pro thing. So I was playing Pro Clubs. And if you guys don't know, it's a game mode where you pick one player and you stick with that one player the entire match. And the other day, I was playing right back. So I was, I was feeling myself. In my head, I was like, yo, let me play like Hector Bellerin. And let me tell you, <laughs> when you're a right back, and you're, if you're a left back, if you're a fullback in general, you have to be running up and down the pitch the entire yep. match. And it's, it's not time. surprising to see that the Arsenal fullbacks in this case are injury-plagued right now because Arsenal don't have any wingers. I mean, you have Iwobi, who is a winger, but he's not of the quality that you need. On the other side, you have Mikatarian, who isn't a natural winger. So it's up to the fullbacks, right, to provide the depth to the team, meaning that Hector Bellerin is responsible for 100 to 120 yards of coverage on the pitch the entire match. And you have the same thing on the other side. Um, I am not surprised that Arsenal fullbacks are injured right now because, in my opinion, they're just their task load in terms of contributing to the team, is too much. Like, they have to defend, they have to attack, and That's they have right. to be in the midfield as well. That is why fullback and wingback, whatever you call them this day, they're like the most important position in the game now because they are required to do so much more in modern soccer than in the past. Like, so, they're doing so much more. Like if, you, if, you're looking at, if you look at a guy like Marcelo, who is... You know, who plays as a left back, but he's scoring goals all the time. Like, go do score like seven goals a season. And then he has to defend as well. It's a lot, it's a lot of running. Your anaerobic fitness needs to be tip notch. 
to play this game. And this is why, like, I used to throw a little shade in the direction of players like Marcelo and Denny Alves for taking a few defensive plays off. I see why now that they do that, right? Because you cannot perform at an optimal level if you're constantly running for 90 minutes. You're going to need some rest periods at some point. Yeah, that's why uh, you have, like, the the center defensive mid usually cover when they go. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we talked a little about Hector Bellerin. Troubles on the other side of London. Morata's got some issues. Why don't you tell us a little bit about him? Uh, man, Morata twisted his knee on uh, on the 18th of December, of course. Um, so yeah, they they're not too sure. They said he's gonna come back on the 26th. I forgot which game who they playing on the 26th, but you know you might potentially see him. To be honest with you, I'm and I, I don't really expect much from from Morata at all. So. <laughs> We'll see. It's like that. It's really like it's that. It's just like that. It's just, wow. it's just you know, there's always that one guy that, you know, you you don't, I don't really like him. Like, they made a big deal out of him, and then you see him play. It just, just doesn't give you a result. I'm telling you, if 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 Jose was, was coaching that team still, Murata would have been on the bench all the time. Oh, yeah, frozen out. In in favor of a defensive midfielder. Oh yeah, he'll put he'll put a, a center back that can score in the front. Yeah, yeah. Than using Alvaro Morata. So let's let's go throughout Europe a little bit. Gareth Bale suffered yet again another ankle injury. Um, the injury was not disclosed. Normally, Real Madrid are really good about this, um, but it was reported that this is a reoccurrence from his previous ankle injuries in the past. Um, so this could be anything. It could be ankle sprain. It could be a strain. Um, we don't know. What we do know is this is Gareth Bale's 18th injury since joining Real Madrid um, five to six years ago. I, I think that, you know what? I think this is all a byproduct of him not settling well in Madrid. Uh, we mentioned it on the podcast in the past. Gareth Bale still doesn't know Spanish. It's year five going on six, I believe. Um, Wait, he still doesn't know a little bit of Spanish? I've, I've, I've heard reports that he's close to knowing zero Spanish. And wow. Maybe it's because, you know, he, he thinks he's rich and famous and doesn't need to learn. Um, he probably has a translator with him at all times. But at the end of the day, especially in healthcare, right, and especially with rehabilitating injuries, there's no substitute for your native language. No, there's no, there's no substitute for naming. There's no substitute for good communication when you, when you injured too, and it, it's, it's a shame, man. Like, uh, you know, we hate to use the term injury prone, but Bell, Bell definitely fit that profile. <laughs> and that's true. And, and I believe you mentioned it earlier um, in the earlier episodes. The biggest predictor of injury is previous injury. Oh, previous injury. And we're on number 18 now for Gareth Bale. I, he's right about 30. I think he's just under that age mark. Um, mm. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen in the future. Ooh, ooh, speaking of being plagued with injury, what's going on with, um, what's his name, Kinsley Coleman? Oh, yeah. Interesting quote from him. Um, interesting quote. I'm going to pr- pull it up for you guys right now. 
But Kingsley Coleman is a winger for um, Bayern Munich and France. And Bayern Munich regards him as their most valuable winger. Um, and as that club is struggling this year, um, you guys have seen what they've been without him. Um, but Kingsley Coleman has had a lot of operations in the past. Um, mm-hmm. He is someone who is very young, who has a very bright future. But this is a quote that I'm going to read to you guys from Kingsley Coleman himself. He says, I will not operate. I will not accept another operation. Enough is enough. Maybe my foot is not made for football. I will rather go live in an, another anonymous life. Meaning that at age 21, 22, if he gets another serious injury and if nobody kind of explains to him what these injuries are and how he can come back to them, he's ready to hang it up. It's, you know, that's, that's why they, they always say, you know, it's it's very physical it's physical and mental to 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 go through rehab especially i don't know what what do you know what injury he picked up please don't tell me it's another acl injury i i feel i feel like it was like ankle surgeries so maybe like severe ankle sprains or strains but don't quote me on that um i'm not too sure um we do know that they required extensive operations and rehabilitation um so I'm not entirely too sure, but we we know they were serious. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just it's just unfortunate because when you're that young, and you you just you just keep getting hammered with injury after injury, it does something to your head and it does something to your confidence. And I think he's Kinsey's finally at that point where it's like, oh my god, like I have to go to another, I have to go under the the operation table, I have to go under, you know, have to get my skin cut again. I have to go through that process and then come back. You know, it, it, at one point you're gonna. He's got. He's had enough. It's hard enough. You know, they're gonna have to do a lot of motivational interview with this guy um, to get him to get under the get in on the operation table again. But you know, he's experienced so much at this point, and I think that having that many injury has definitely definitely strike his confidence yeah and i think this is where this is where sports psychology is so important right because you need someone to speak to him face to face and make sure mentally he's ready to go because if let's say he does decide to return the game before he's mentally ready he's always going to be second guessing myself and if he does that he's not going to perform well and he might get injured again because he's not moving the right way and if that happens, then he's just going further down into the tubes. So before he comes back, he's got to be in the right space. It's just sad. 21 years old, huh? The frustration that comes with, you know, you being injured, you start thinking like the whole world is against you. It's like, man, 21, that's when I'm supposed to start playing my best football and I'm, getting, I'm starting the game and I can't play because it's another injury. Yeah, mm. definitely, yeah. So let's switch it over to the Prince of Paris, how he likes to be self-addressed. Neymar says he is finally 100% fitness. Um, We covered it a while ago. He first injured his groin on November 21st. As of the date of this recording, it is December 19th. Um, It was supposed to be a mild injury, right? But then he came back from training with Brazil on those international matches and PSG had important games in the Champions League. He decided, he, to, he decided to play through the injury, right? 
and, and now he's finally fit. And I heard he played one of his best game. He was unselfish. Now you know why. <laughs> you know why he wasn't selfish? Because he couldn't run as much. So he was. He decided to be the main distributor, and he played a wonderful game. You're right. You're right. You're right. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens against Manchester United. Come uh, when the champion. Oh man, I can't back. wait to watch that game. I can't wait. You you got a team that's finally finding their confidence. They settling in, and then you got another team who's undergoing. <laughs> Who's undergoing some reconstruction? Yeah, but a team in Manchester United that is severely talented—they just haven't been utilizing it. Yeah, hopefully, you know, we see a more forward football from them there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we have Boxing Day coming up. Christmas is next week. If you guys don't know, Boxing Day is huge in the Premier League, not only because you have so many matches congested in a row, but from an injury perspective. It's chaos. It is absolute chaos. You're going to have people going down left and right. You're going to have players playing 90 minutes straight, um, three times in seven days. It's And from, from a management perspective, right, we always talk about how injuries aren't just managed by the physio, but by, like, the owners and the manager as well. You're going to have all these high-profile matches. If you go ahead and rest someone like the likes of Kevin De Bruyne or Mesut Ozil or Eden Hazard for one of these games. You can rest. You can rest, Mesut Ozil. Oh, chill with that. Chill with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you, man. You get I, what I'm saying, right? the last game? I get what you're saying. Um, I, don't, I don't think he played today. I think he was on the bench today. But you're going to have a lot of eyes on the TV. And oh, yeah. if you don't play your star players, people like NBC and Sky Sports and BBC won't be happy. And mm-hmm. that also goes into – who is going to be selected to play as well. Don't get that twisted. But what, what's your whole take on the whole Boxing Day scenario? It's just too congested, man. You know, we, we talk about, you know, how we talked about on um, the other day, we were talking about um, sleep and how, and how sleep affect performance and whatnot. When you have um, all this, this, this game, like, close to each other you know player experience a lot of anxiety they're not able to sleep well and they're not they're not recovering if they're not sleeping well they're not recovering enough so that's why you you get all these kind of injuries happening because the 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 matches are so close to each other and guys can't sleep well and they can't recover well enough you know you you run into trouble and i seriously don't know why they do that but it's it's the premier league you know, it's it's premier. So they they, they they have to give us they have to give the people what they love. Yeah. You know, hopefully no one's injured. But and that's that's highly unlikely. Some there's gonna be tons of injury. Oh yeah, it, it's gonna happen. Um if any of you guys are from England and you're listening to this episode, please send one of us a message. We'd love to learn um from an English perspective from a soccer fan perspective living in england what boxing day is like and what your whole thoughts on it are because we'd love to learn firsthand from someone living across the pond um but yeah it's tough because there's so many matches it's so congested but i i think it's because of um tradition and tv and this and that that they really remember this away from it but remember this is this is hollywood this is kind yeah. of like Hollywood for England. 
mm-hmm. they need their fix, man. Yeah, definitely. And of course, I think they they announced this last year, but in response to the congested fixture in December, the Premier mm-hmm. League is going to put on a break in, I think, February, which is quite a ways from December, but it is what it is, I guess. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. Yeah, that we will. Do um, you have any more news for our listeners, though? No, that is it, man. That is it. I can't wait for PSG to destroy Man United. And, also, of course, I can't wait to be proven wrong, too. You know, you got to – you know, I'm looking for a show. And hopefully, now that Mourinho's gone, you know, players like Pova and players like Alexis Sanchez can actually play to their full potential. Yeah, and hopefully as we get closer to the Champions League, we can do a preview episode on that. Um, but next week, we'll definitely do an episode after Boxing Day to keep you updated on all the injuries that will happen. Um, but if anything else, just follow us both on Instagram. My handle is the Football Physios. What's your handle, Bird? You can find me at the Soccer Obsessed. All right, word. And we will see you guys next week. Peace.